everybody. I uh, have a great show for you today. One of my good friends in the Philly comedy scene, super duper funny dude. Uh, we have Jake Matera. You can check out his album, A Soft One, everywhere where you can get albums. And I would recommend it. You can also check it out on YouTube. It is super funny. So here it is. Real chills with Meg Getz. Real scary. Real silly. Real stories. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Chills. Meg Getz here. We have a really fun guest for you today, one of my good friends, Jake Matera. Jake, how you doing? Hey Meg, thanks for having me. <laughs> You look so uncomfortable. Don't tell people I forced you on the show or anything. It's fine. No, I begged you. I sent you text. I said, please, please, please let me let me be on the show. And you're like, do you have a paranormal experience? I'm like, no, but I have a, a collection of short stories that I'd like to share. So. Yeah, a real Edgar Allan Poe of our of our yeah. little city here in Philly. <laughs> Yeah, thank That's you for having awesome. me. Yeah, I'm so excited you could actually do it. So we always start the show the same way. We like to ask our guests where they stand with the paranormal. Do you see yourself as sort of a skeptic or more of like a true believer? I think I'm hovering in the middle, but I think I'm leaning towards believer. Sure. For sure. Like I know like one thing me and Shell, my wife, what we love to do whenever we go to a city alone, which has been years, but like anytime we travel, the first thing we would do when we get there, because we're not really bar people, we would just go look for ghost tours. <gasps> and like every city we've done, we've just done, we just do ghost tours. I love that. I didn't know yeah. that about you. What, how, like, what was the best one you've done? Do you have like um, a favorite? Savannah. Savannah, Savannah, Georgia. That was great. Oh, man. Charleston's fantastic. Philly has a good one. But uh, Savannah was amazing because it was kind of weird, too, because the guy brought an iPad with him with like sounds <laughs> of ghosts. So I'm like, you could have got this anywhere. So that was the first time I've seen technology introduced into a ghost tour like this. So that was that stood out. And the other thing that stood out what was in Savannah, they have um, open carry. Well, not gun open carry. They have open liquor. Like you can bring sure, liquor on yeah. the streets. Yeah. So you can just like literally you would stop in a bar, get a six pack and then just walk around and just slam beers and just like hear ghosts. Check story. out ghosts. That's, awesome. that's so That's like um, one of the only ghost tours I've been on. I've been on one in Philly but also in New Orleans. Okay. Uh, so it's the same vibe where it's like really good ghost stories and open care. You just have like oh. those giant frozen alcohol yeah. like in the plastic cups. Yeah. <laughs> Meg, you're carrying two hurricanes with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah, checking out all the ghosts. Yeah, yeah. so I totally agree. I want to go to Savannah so bad. I've never been. Pretty cool. That sounds, yeah, that sounds but, awesome. Yeah. The Forrest Gump bench is in Savannah. Oh. Where they film that scene where he's like, he waits for the, you know, <laughs> waits for the bus the whole time. Sure. That's, yeah, it's right there. <laughs> Big Forrest Gump fan. Dang, so. yeah. Totally relevant. Wow, look at how scary. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> you see my cat right now? She's, I do, yeah. Her the eyes are eyes, glowing. <laughs> her eyes, you have a black cat and the eyes are glowing. It's terrifying. It's because I, oh, it's because I locked her in the room with me on accident. So uh -huh. she's going to be a menace for a while until she can calm That's down totally sorry fine. about that <laughs> i can't wait for you to be like so tell me about the, this encounter and then she starts clawing your face like, <laughs> yeah. 
there's just like muffled screams i'm like just keep it in the story yeah (laughs) i'm watching like i'm watching your cat eat you and i'm like oh my god oh she loves me she wouldn't i hope anyway (laughs) i'd give it like three days and then (laughs) that's a long time i don't blame her after three days i think three days it's like all right well now it's mine (laughs) totally fair she is welcome but anything before three days i would disown her yeah it's a a grieving period you know yeah totally do you want to get into your stories yeah i guess i should uh (laughs) why are you so hesitant (laughs) okay so i want to start so here's how here's what i have for you meg i have two personal encounters and then i have three encounters that my wife had that are all like quick little things okay i'll start so as a kid I used to have this, I it was, I can't tell if it was a dream for it was real, but I w- woke up in the middle of the night. At least I thought I did. And there was this, uh, we, we lived in a ranch home with only one set of stairs that led to the basement. And what I can only describe is now a, um, a Washington commander um, <laughs> uh, walked across the steps. Uh, well, it was a Native American. I was, that was a dumb joke. It walked over like it floated over the steps and just like kept walking and then just like walked through the house and that was it. And it was, it just scared me. So you had a dream of like a Native American walking through your house? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think like at the time, like we were learning a lot about like Native Americans and like the Iroquois and all the the people who like inhabited the land like we grew up on. So maybe that was what influenced it. I don't know. It was pretty wild when it happened because it felt like real. Is you this know? where was which where was the house that this happened? This is uh, it, this is my childhood home in Boothwin, Pennsylvania. It's right on the border of Delaware. Wow. But it felt yeah. real to you. Did it? Did it feel like a dream or did it feel like something else? I mean, it's like one of the only things that that's ever stuck sure. with me. Like from that age, like everything else is gone. Right. Yeah. Like I feel like at the time. I I honestly can't remember if it was like a dream state or if it was getting up and and thinking I saw this. Did you have any dreams like that again? No, just a one time, which I was like, all right, so I don't know, but it just stuck in my head. This is a terrible. I shouldn't have told this story. I should. That's not a terrible right. story. No, we're gonna have to cut you feeling uh, not confident about it. But that's like a really fascinating. Like I'd want to know the history of your childhood home, and yeah, I would also love to know if anyone else in your family had similar dreams, you know? Because well, that's the thing is our childhood home. My I live with my grandma, my mom, and uh, it was her home. Right. Like she bought she bought the house and like had it built. Wow! So like all that area before was mm-hmm. woods and swamp. So um, I don't know. I was like, it could be cool and. Uh, like, you know, like this could be land where people had lived that we pushed away. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Terribly. Yeah. So my mom could have a house. No, I'm just kidding. It's not your mom's fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think they had Native Americans in 1961 <laughs> uh, in that area. Yeah, you're right. They're all gone maybe. now, Jake. There's none anymore. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think, I think that a lot of the times people will doubt themselves because it felt like a dream or you were in a dreamlike state, but there's also a lot of stories of actual supernatural occurrences happening in your dreams. And I actually was talking to some paranormal investigators on like an earlier cast and 
just they were talking about how on their spirit box they had a friend well they had on a, their friend's spirit, spirit box. box so you know uh ghost adventures yeah. you know the thing that goes and like they talk the ghosts talk through it yeah that's a spirit box oh i thought it was just a voice recorder no so like a voice recorder is what you get like evps on it's just no uh-huh. noise like you just record and then you listen back but the spirit box is a little bit I, I believe it's like channeling different like frequencies so that's why it's making the noise that's the which, one that that like sounds like they're rattling like a squirrel cage yeah yeah yeah, yeah okay. it's like always making noise pretty but, cool um what happened was they got the voice of their friend coming through it and their friend hadn't been dead isn't dead but at the time was asleep terrifying (laughs) i wish the listeners could have seen your face (laughs) it like took you a second to register what the what that could mean calling shell to come down and hold my hand (laughs) so it's interesting to think about like you know i mean dreams can feel really real and you know there's a lot that's not explained with dreams as well and like astral projection and things like that yeah, and that sounds cool. Astral projection. Yeah. You know what I've always wanted to do? It's not astral projection. It's um it's laying in one of those saw tanks. Oh sensory God. deprivation. Sensory deprivation. That always seems so cool to me. Like my wife would hate it because she's she's like claustrophobic. I feel like it'd make me claustrophobic too. I, yeah. I think oh my god, my dog is coming through a cat door right now to talk to us. <laughs> I'm not what if this kidding. is it's all amazing. a dream, Jake? What if you like wake you know up? And he, <laughs> he's wearing <laughs> he's wearing a headdress, and I know no, okay. this is who you saw yeah. the whole time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just my dog. Um, yeah, no, those things like they for me. I'm like, oh my god, this will put me at peace. Blah blah blah. But like, what you hear him shaking? But once they close the tank, and you're in like pitch black. I think they have like a little light, like a glow light. They turn on. Sure. And like not being able to see your feet, you know what I mean? Like, cause it's so dark in there. Like mm. I think that would then turn into like a, a terrifying moment, like a deep blue sea. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I'm already. Yeah. No, I already, I never thought I had things that I was like genuinely afraid of because I've ever since a little, I was little, I, there were like, I was pretty fearless and I would try anything once, you know? Yeah. This summer, just for funsies, for content, for real chills my little brother took me to this, like, I guess aqueduct and it's called Alice. Cause it's like Alice in Wonderland. You go down this like manhole sized hole. No. And let me tell you it's, so it's this tiny ladder and it's like a concrete circle and the concrete goes down for a little bit. And Jake, everyone else could do it fine. Alyssa could do it fine. My brother was like, listen, my friends who are over six feet tall have fit in this hole you just think you're too big for the hole and i'm like a fire department's gonna have to save me and i was having i i've never experienced the fear oh my god that i had it wasn't even the heights because i still had the. it was like like definitely like probably like 20 feet of ladder yeah. to go down with nothing around you but for me it was just that cement part oh god so once you're once you're in the hole like once you get through the hole there's, there's a nothing. ladder that takes you down into like the bridge like because it's an aqueduct like you're standing on a Ooh. like you're standing like inside of a bridge looking at water oh and 
anyway, ever since that, I've realized maybe I'm claustrophobic because I, I was so scared. We have video of it. We've never released it, but like my little brother got me having a, like basically like a full blown panic attack because it was just so, it felt so tight, you know, like, yeah. So yeah. This, um, I just Googled aqueduct and they all look terrifying. <laughs> I can, I'll send you pictures of it. I'll ask my brother if he has a video because I was oh like, God. I thought I really thought I was brave and I felt really embarrassed. I ended up doing it. But and even though I could tell myself like I fit. So when you look at the aqueduct, you're climbing down a manhole into one of these little holes. And then oh you're just god. on them looking into the river. A nightmare. Nightmare situation. But Oh my um, god. Yeah. Even with me trying to be brave and tell myself everything's okay, I there was a point where I didn't think I could do it. I felt like I couldn't breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude, yeah, that's that does not sound fun <laughs> at all. But now I'm just like, what else am I afraid of that I've just never had to face, you know? So, I'll have to try every scary thing. Yeah, it turns out everything. I will. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I feel. Yeah, yeah. Like, like when we moved first moved into our house, we had a spare bed. Well, we had two spare bedrooms at that time because it was just me and Shell. So we had the one spare bedroom, and then we had the one room designated as my office. And I can't remember when it was like. It was literally you probably in the first six months of being in the house. I don't know why I ended up sleeping in the. The middle bedroom, like the guest bedroom. Mm. I think I was just like really drunk. So that's why I did that. <laughs> and like, you know, when you just fall asleep, it's like the, it's like the perfect feeling. Yeah. And then you get woken up by something. Yeah. Like I got woken up to, I swear to God, cause like my body did not move. My covers were ripped off me. <gasps> like they were ripped off me and they were essentially like the top of my covers were now at my ankles. And I know for a fact, like, cause like I'm a big dude, like there, when I move, like, you know, it, you know what I right. mean? So like, it was like, literally like they all just like, and it wasn't like a slow pool, like you see in scary movies, like kind of thing. It was like, it was a, like a jerk, a reaction. So I was like, all right, I'm never sleeping in this room again. Whoa, to wait a minute. I, so you're yeah. by yourself. Shell wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah, she was sleeping in the the, the main uh, bedroom. Yeah, the our master. Yeah, the primary bedroom. I was in the guest room, just because I was like so drunk and when I'm when I drink I snore. So I was like, you know what? Aww, <laughs> thoughtful. Yeah. That. So I was like, I'll sleep in the middle bedroom, and literally, like I remember just not moving, and then feeling the covers like jerk off me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sorry, to my ankles, <laughs> and um, <laughs> they they were pulled off me to my ankles. Yeah, I just remember like like it it like it made everything stand up like hair wise. Uh, yeah. Like literally like, oh my God, what was that? So this was an apartment you guys lived in. This is our house where we live now. It's terrifying. Have you had any other experiences or was that the only one? That was the only one because I that's the only time like after that I was like, I am never sleeping in here again. Right. Like, I will not I refuse to sleep in this room. So what do we do? We turned it into the nursery. Oh my gosh, Jake. You know, <laughs> with the baby monitor and everything scared. Yeah. Anyway. Perfect. So, our, our, uh, so now like in the middle of the night when the baby wakes up, cause we have two now, it's like, 
Shell will be like, hey, can you go do this bottle? Like, can can you please go do this bottle? Uh, and it's I'm, not even like you're being a bad husband. You're just scared. Of- I'm just really scared. Yeah. Because like literally, like two nights, I say literally weird too. Shell told me this the other day. I say literally. <laughs> so I, it really bothers me now. When I when I'll hold him, like there's a, it's a weird setup of a room. It's almost like an L-shaped room. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the corner just like rocking the baby, like feeding him. And the closet will just like bang. And then like, it's only when I'm in there. And then I'll do it again, like bang. Like almost like somebody like flicks something in. Cause it's like a, it's not a wood what? door. It's like one of those like slidey doors. That's like lightweight. So it just feels like somebody's like literally ah, just giving it like a doom. And I'm like, Ugh. like it happens. Like, I'll put, I'll finish feeding the baby and I'm like, all right, don't throw up, don't throw up, don't throw up. I like count to 10. And then I put the baby down and run back to the bedroom. And it never happens with Shell. It's just with you. She's never noticed it. So, have the babies mentioned or like reacted to anything? No, no, nothing. That's Uh, good at least. Yeah. Yeah. So it just doesn't like you, whatever this thing is. Yeah, which I don't blame it. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe it's just trying to reach out to you, you know? Maybe there's like some connection there or something. Yeah. Was the house new when you guys bought it? No, this was an old house. This is house is from like 1920. Okay, so. So I don't know. Um, But we've had some weird stuff in the house before. Like Shell told me that when we first moved in, she like woke up, you know, in the middle of the night. And she saw a a pregnant woman standing by our window, like staring out um, with a brown ponytail, just pregnant. And like, that's it. Like there was like nothing happened. Like, I think she just like went back to sleep, but like, yeah. Right. She just went back to sleep. She was just like, oh, okay. The pregnant lady can stay the night, I guess. Yeah. She told me that I almost crapped myself. Yeah. She, like she's like oh it wasn't scary i'm like what are you talking about huh. and she has so many of these instances that she told me yeah and i'm like that she's like she's not scared at all but like has she grown up seeing these things is that why yes okay that's really cool yes. so she kind of is connected yeah i get yeah and so, like i told her i was like you should come down and do this because uh but she's like she, you know she's not afraid to go she's afraid of podcasts <laughs> Oh, you know, a reasonable fear. If, yeah. You know, yeah, all things true. considered. I, you know, that's, uh, you know, full body apparition. That's like really rare. But I think it's also like you said, if she sees these things often, it might be because she sees what others can't sometimes yeah. maybe. But also it's kind of really sweet that like she saw this pregnant lady and it gave her peace. Like maybe this lady was like just visiting or, you know, like a giving her some good. sort of message. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I can't believe you told me she just went right back to bed, too. That like, makes no like, sense yeah. to me. I would yeah. be waking Dan up and being like, can you check the house? Don't like, you, you don't need to bring like a bat or anything, but check the house because there might be a yeah. pregnant lady in here somewhere. Just hanging out, yeah. looking, for, looking for snacks. She has a craving. <laughs> and it's, hopefully it's not human flesh. <laughs> um, it's- but yeah, she. so I remember like when we had our first apartment together, she... Like this was the first time I experienced her experiencing it because I mean, I found out the next day again, I think this was a night where I, I used to drink a lot more in my younger oh, days. Yeah. Sure. So I, I think I was, 
I was drunk. I was, and I somehow scored the bedroom and she ended up sleeping on the couch. Mm -hmm. And I think she ended up like, I think we started in bed together and then she like moved to the couch. Because you were snoring. Yeah. And then, you know, as we got older as a couple, I knew that she couldn't take it. So I started to move. Preemptive strike. One of these so, days, Dan's gonna make me move. I snore so bad. When I drink, oh, it's yeah, I'm, but... I'm terrible. But she told me, like, she fell asleep on the couch. She moved to the couch. She fell asleep uh, of the apartment, opened her eyes, and on top of our dining room table that we purchased uh, brand new were a, a pair of pants with legs in them. Nothing else. What? They were tall legs, wearing pants like my like my pants. So they're they're <laughs> rather large pants, just on top of the table with legs in them, just standing there. That's it. They were standing on the table. Yeah, and I was like, "Did they have shoes?" She's like, "I can't remember." But I was like, you, "Imagine opening your eyes and seeing pants on the table, like no top half." Like I don't know if you've seen the movie Onward. It's like the dad and onward. <laughs> I have seen that movie. The two main yeah. characters look like my little brothers, like a lot. Yeah. Yeah, like oh, ridiculously. But but that's so she sees that and like just goes like, hey, you want to hear something funny? Like the next morning. I'm like, that's not funny at all. That's, <laughs> that's horrible. Terrifying. We, we, right, we're instilling a no pants policy in this apartment. <laughs> that was her plan Moving all forward. along. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But it's just like, like, that's not funny to me at all. It's so it's scary. And when we got in the house, like I, she told me about the pregnant woman thing right before I came down to do the podcast. I don't remember her telling me this. Oh, so I mean, wow. she just like saw it was like, like, I'll keep your secret. And then goes back <laughs> to sleep. She knew you couldn't handle it. She, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she like said, though, she's always experienced stuff growing up and she said like one time she told me that like when one time she when she was like six her and her sister were sleeping in bed together mm-hmm. and she opened her eyes and a, a man wearing a smoking jacket and puffing a cigar walks by her bedroom and stopped and stared in to their bedroom like watching them sleep and a six-year-old girl walked by but kept going because like she, her parents are growing up they had like an open door rule like right. parents door stayed open the kids room stayed open and they're right next to each other so like her door was here and then adjacent to that was the parents room so she saw the little girl just walk through and walk into the parents room and the dad in the smoking jacket or i'm assuming dad the man wearing the smoking jacket pu- puffing a cigar just stop in their doorway and just stare at them and just watch them. And she said she was like six and she said Kim woke up and sw- and saw it, but she kind of like has denied it. Her sister. Kim, yeah, sure. Has like denied it over, not denied it, but like she said she saw it, but then now she's like, I don't know. You know, as she got older, she's like, I don't know if I saw anything, but I mean, like, she's like, I was six years old. I didn't even know what a smoking jacket was. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so like, so it was just like really weird stuff. And she's like, like what it sounded like, she has a whole roster of people that would stop at her doorway because she says that's what would happen. They would never, she was like, oh, they would, they would never come in the room 
They'd always stop at the doorway and stare wow. at us. Wow. Does her family also? So her sister is is not into it, clearly. Yeah. Is there anyone else in her family? Because what it, to me, so this is me making 8,000 jumps. So I could be completely wrong. But it sounds like she has some sort of gift, which is really cool. But it also sounds like she has some sort of protection because they're not crossing any boundaries when it comes to her. So it makes me wonder if there's if maybe there's like a lineage of this gift. And because if, if that's the case, then there could be protection in place from previous like family members. What? I don't even know what you're t- like protect like mafia protection. from ghosts? <laughs> Yeah, like they hired a like a mafia. No, like, you know, just like good energy or, or good cleansing in the past to that that would follow a family she's a really member. good person so like i could see <laughs> oh, that, you know what i mean like yeah that could be like she's like the best person so it's like yeah i could totally see her having some kind of protection for that yeah 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 that was just like again that was probably like a huge leap and it could very well not be any of that it could be like what you said maybe she's just a really good person and you know I think there's like a misconception that ghosts are are mean and there's definitely energy that can be really negative or dangerous. But I think from, from these stories that I've been uh, lately, especially I've been hearing is that it doesn't seem like ghosts are as like malevolent as like movies and TV shows want you to think they are. Yeah. Yeah. It's like stand up comedy. It's like you, you don't really talk about the boring relationship, like the relationship if it's good because it's boring. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And also most, you know, comics are annoying. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. There's enough to talk about. <laughs> like, like, Imagine watching like the, uh, I don't know, the exorcist, but like the girl's just like, oh yeah, I got somebody else inside of me. No big deal. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like it would be. Yeah, a less eventful movie. It'd be like if the demon got inside her and like helped her get an A on her spelling test. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah the demon, you know, which I'm sure is happening all the time. I've seen <laughs> angels in the outfield. That's exactly what it is. It's just angels in the outfield. <laughs> oh man, that's yeah. so cool. I'm so jealous of Shell. Honestly, I just want to be able to see stuff like that. And you know, I say that, and then the second it happens, because I did grow up in a haunted house, and I have seen certain things like. Anytime it actually happens, I change my mind immediately. I'm like, no. like an amusement park haunted house or like a haunt. Like, oh a- no, I I think I have I told you like a super haunted just house. No, like I don't think house. you may have told me, and I just didn't register. Maybe I just thought you were making a joke. Yeah, I've I mean I've talked about it a lot on the podcast, but my house was built pre-Revolutionary War, so it's uh, hundreds of years old, and my mom keeps it essentially this basically the same as it was. She doesn't really change. Like all the wood floors are the same. All of the door latches are the same. Historical society and all that stuff. No, I mean, I think if she pursued it, she could probably, we probably could get that. Um, I hear it's a pain too, that whole process. Yeah, I don't know. but Because then you have a bunch of people telling you what you can do to your house. To the house, yeah. To the original. I don't know if enough of the structure, like, so like the floors and like the frame, obviously, but I don't know if if like the outside structure is similar enough to what it was when it was built for it to count. But I know she works with the Historical Society to get more and more info about the people who lived there. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, yeah, um... But the ghosts there are, well, I, I honestly think it's just like one ghost and he's super friendly. So no problems there. <laughs> Is that freaking you out? for the ghost? Oh, it's terrifying. We call him Manny because the person who built the house was named Manuel Gonzalez. So 
Okay. Yeah. And you assume he just shortens it to Manny. He <laughs> yeah. might like Manuel. Imagine, yeah. I mean, I feel like he'd let us know if he didn't like Manny. He'd be like, Manny, is that you? And just in blood on the wall, it's like, it's Manuel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or silly string or puff paint, whatever they yeah. could find yeah. in our, our doofy house. Yeah. But <laughs> buy more puff paint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were almost out. <laughs> <laughs> The other thing that I talked about, I, I feel bad for old listeners because I sound like uh, I repeat Sorry, everything. Sorry, old listeners. Sorry, guys. But um, the other thing that I think is really cool is there used to be a train that ran through where my house was or like near it. And when my grandma had this was way back. So we've had the house for two like this. I'd be the third generation if I owned the house. But when my okay. grandma first moved in there and they had guests. They'd always be like, oh, is there a train around? Like I heard a train in the middle of the night and there is no trains around any longer, but there were, there was for a really long time. Wow. Isn't that interesting? So like, that's pretty cool. I wonder about that. Cause that's more of an energy thing, right? Like I, that can't be a sentient noise. I, I wonder if it has yeah, to I do. I feel like there's some kind of like acoustic kind of ghost, like, you know what I mean? I feel like that, that can be a thing. Yeah, I think it could be like an energy thing, you know? You're like, whoa, man, there's a train. And you're like, nope. It's just somebody, it's just old Manny playing his train. <laughs> it's Manny making train noises, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he does that in the hallway. Um, <laughs> is that something you would want to do, was buy the house? Oh, I would, yeah. I feel like, um, I mean, there, hopefully we won't have to think about this for a very long time, but... Um, I don't know. My mom loves it so much. And it's the only house like I've known, like my childhood home that yeah. even if I didn't move into it, like I, I do, I don't think I'd want to sell it to somebody, you know? So mm -hmm. I'd like to keep it, but we'll That's see cool. if I yeah. can, I will keep it is I guess the bottom line, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's That's been awesome. a, a lot of different things. Like when the train was there, it was sort of like a, like a place for transient people to stay, like a hotel. It was a summer camp, uh, all kinds of stuff. Isn't it weird that I associate transient with like riffraff? That, well, that's what I meant by it too. Okay. Because, right, you know, I mean, it's hard to keep track of trouble when it's transient, basically, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. I mean, I think it would be pretty cool to go up there one night maybe rent a train like um have someone build a train and then go wake up your parents in the middle of the night <laughs> just set up you know what i mean like a, my dad that'd... would lose my dad is such a big ghost guy he would lose his mind really he loves that stuff yeah oh is that where you get it from is your dad <laughs> yeah yeah he's a jerk awesome. he's the kind of dad and i know this is a prank a lot of dads do but he would check the closet and then pretend something was pulling him in like oh god, oh, man. oh god, or like there were two entrances to our room, so he would yeah. sneak up like the back entrance and scare the crap out of us, like just like That's burst awesome. out of the yeah. So I always do that to James when he's in the when he's in the bathroom when I'm trying to get him to like he's like he's towards the end of his potty training now, but like when we were potty training him, I'd be like in there with him, and Aww. then I would just like hang out the door and be like, oh, and like yeah, <laughs> did it scare him? Out. No, he loved it. He would crack up laughing. <laughs> Dude, do, it again, do it again and then he would try to do it it was so fun oh yeah that's adorable that's yeah. awesome yeah it's fun
you there come come into the garage what what's happening why what's happening in there get in the garage my dude you're not move cl- I don't know. Dan, move closer to the garage. No, come on. It's me. I'm I'm not on this show, but it's our friends, Luke and and Jeff and Mike, and they do a show about music and it's called Get in the Garage. I'm trying to do a thing here, Dan. Oh, it's a podcast? That's way less creepy than I what I thought you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dan, come to the garage where we talk about all things music and all things fun with my friends actually from home. It's fun that they're not comedians, right? Like it's weird to get like a different example of humor from normies. Yeah, people like things. Normal people that like things that like aren't like hate themselves from comedy, which is I think a glittering, uh, a glittering example of what this podcast is. It is Get in the Garage with Luke Roberge, Mike Thresher, Jeff May. They're all great, they're all got Amazing uh, hot takes, stories, opinions about the world of music right now. It's a celebration. It's a celebration of rock and roll and and all things beautiful and, and joyous. Yeah, check out Get in the Garage comes out every week on the Wasted Robot Network. Uh, yeah, I think that's all the stories I, I had. Um, I did the pregnant woman, the guy, yeah, the pants. That's okay. That was a lot. The, the Native American, and then I did the the ghost uh, who pulled the covers off me. The ghost who pulled the covers off you is terrifying to me. I didn't hear any noise, like anything, like get out or anything like that. It was literally just a. That's like so I could hear the ruffle of it. You know what I mean? Right. Like ugh, it was not fun. Right. And it's like I know because like when I sleep, like I'm not like a careless sleeper. Like I like to put the blanket all the way up around my neck. And like kind of like snuggle in. Yeah. So the fact that it was all the way at my ankles, like like within a blank. I mean, I was to be fair, I was asleep, but like that feeling of it like going all the way down to my ankles was like I just never had in like a crazy realization that you've probably realized, but all of this stuff happens when Shell's not around. And it seems like she's protected and you're not. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like Cause like, yes. it doesn't happen to her. Like even the blanket thing is it's when she's not there or the things with your, like the tapping it's when she's not around. Yeah. Great. So stick by her and you'll never have yeah, to worry. I am, you know, I'm going to super glue her. To me <laughs> after this. Yeah. Yeah. Cause whatever it is, they stay, they know to stay away. Cause she's a good wow. person. And I'm I'm a lost and you're soul. Apparently. Garbage. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We are comics, so um Yeah. But you know, that I don't want to scare you. Like I'm sure it's it like we all have experiences. It's not a big deal or anything. The way you said that, I thought you were gonna diagnose me. I don't want to scare you, <laughs> but uh, they're trying to kill you. But um yeah, they're they wanna be with shells, so you're in their way. Anyway, let's yeah. continue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> So I thought I would like switch gears for the story. It's not actually a ghost story. Um, I haven't done an alien story in a long time, but thank God. <laughs> Are you scared? <laughs> I know, seriously, if you did a ghost thing, I was like, I don't know how much more I could handle. Like I'm terrified right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's none of this is certain. So you sh- there's nothing to be afraid of, but um... aliens, aliens, like I know they, like I, I, because you, you, because you asked about paranormal, like I assume just ghost aliens. I assume they exist. 
Sure. I assume they've been here or whatever, but like, yeah, they might take a couple here and there. You may have a couple of plants <laughs> but down it won't here. Be you. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, trust me, they don't want me. <laughs> That's how I feel too. Yeah. I'm not scared yeah. of them. Um, but I do like to tailor the stories to the person. So okay. I thought we'd talk about an experience that the lead singer of the Pixies, Black Francis, experienced. Have you heard about oh, this? Man, I'm loving this. I don't know. The, <laughs> I'm unfamiliar with the experience, but I am excited to hear. I will say I found, so I read an interview with him, like the full interview to get part of the story and I found him to be super annoying. <laughs> oh, man. Is that a bad start for you? I'm sorry. That's, no, that's totally fine. But Dan the, said he does that on purpose, sort of. That's like his thing. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I don't really, I actually don't really watch too many interviews. Okay. I think he's a good dude. I, but yeah, I think he has a, a front like Black yeah. Francis, real name, Frank Black, actually a real name, Charles Thompson. So oh, it's wow. like, he goes by all these different aliases, um, but yeah, uh, Frank Black Francis is probably the most um, what's the word um, uh, obnoxious. Yeah, I, I even had to ask Dan. I was like, "Is his name really like? Is it really Black Francis or Francis?" And he's like, "Yeah, no, he goes by Black Francis." So I was like, "All right." Um, so I let's read a few questions, responses from the article. Pixies frontman Black Francis, Kim Deal, we're always friends, but nothing is forever. By the Guardian. This is new. This article just came out. Oh, did it? Did you read it already? Holy no, cow! No, I, I, I saw it and I wanted to. I wanted to read it and I haven't had a chance. <laughs> so, well, I'm going to give you a tiny portion of it if you you yeah. can go back and read the rest of it. So, this or was... subscribe to the Guardian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're doing the Guardian. Yeah, bidding. subscribe to the Guardian. Yeah, well, I'll give them credit. I suppose they did yeah. write it. Um, but so it's a lot of questions and answers. So the first question is. I've always been interested in UFO imagery that in the UFO imagery that pops up throughout your of where I don't know how to say that word. It's O E U V R E. So the people asking the questions of are of your, I guess they're obnoxious too. I remember an interview where you spoke about a UFO sighting on the great plains when you were a kid. And then he says, this is when I was like, all right, Relax. The best reference I can give is a Frank Black and the Catholics B-side called Le Cigar Volant, which means flying cigar. There's a delicious Californian wine called Le Cigar Volant, very similar to Chateau de Pape, my favorite wine, although I don't really drink anymore. If you do drink, I recommend Le Cigar Volant from the north of Santa Barbara. Anyway, the flying cigar is the classic description of unidentified flying objects, and I did observe a flying cigar with my brother when we were quite young. It was, a, it was in broad daylight, very slow moving, very close to us, and had no markings. I recount the story in more poetic terms in song. What do Amazing. you think? I think he's a, a genius. <laughs> um, Did you like that response? Like, even the wide part, you're like, this is dope. This is hilarious. Like, I was like, yeah, I think he's, like, he's, he's putting it on, and I like it. Yeah, um, you can tell. You can tell he's just like, hmm wine that's we're asking about aliens yeah Francis. anyway if you want to hear more about the aliens you can hear about it in my song he does write songs there's one song it, it has the name roswell in it gateway to roswell something like that motorway motorway, motorway to roswell he has a great song which is a bum it's like a bummer of a song though right it's like about an alien who tries to find a place to like chill for like a vacation yeah. and then he ends up dying in a cage right yeah essentially et with the alternate ending <laughs> 
Wow. I can't believe they got that whole idea. <laughs> yeah. So he does reference, there's multiple songs of his that references aliens and UFOs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. Some of their new merch has UFOs in it. Oh, really? I guess he's yeah, leaning they, in. Yeah. I never heard of a UFO be described as a, a flying cigar, though. That's that's awesome because that's what we're going to talk about. Because oh, cool. I only did like the interview part. So there's one more part that talks okay. about um, that is like from Black Francis. And then we get into more of the history of cigar shaped UFOs. And that's my book report. So another question to him was, what would visitors from another planet make of your music? And he said, I imagine they would probably deduce a lot of information about who I was as a specimen of my species. They'd figure out how old I am, what sex I am, probably my age. But I accept they might find the music a little more distressing. I love that answer. <laughs> I think that's great. What makes I mean, you love it? A, well, because I mean, have you you haven't really listened to the Pixies, right? Like you you haven't really sat down and listened to Doolittle. No, or, I've listened to some like songs off of the albums, but nothing like through. Yeah, like Doolittle, it's like something and same with Surf. Well, Doolittle mainly from front to back, you gotta listen to. Yeah. But like, yeah, he uses some like disturbing imagery in the songs and there's like they are like kind of credited with kind of, uh, I don't want to say creating, but like really leaning into like the loud, quiet, loud format of music. Cool. I do like that. A whole, yeah. It influenced like a whole new generation. Like it influenced like, like a lot of people got into Pixies through Nirvana. Okay. Because. Like Smells Like Teen Spirit is like obviously Nirvana's best song. And in many interviews, they said they were trying to write a Pixie song. <laughs> That's so, so cool. Which was basically like loud part, quiet part, loud part, quiet part. And like what, what Pixies do a lot is like the verses are loud and then the choruses are quiet. Okay. So it's it's pretty cool. Which is I, interesting because I would think it would be reversed, right? Like you would have yeah, like they, these. And they do, yeah, they do do it that way as well. But like... Yeah. I mean, some of the, the more signature songs are done, you know, like that. Yeah, it is cool. The timing, I think he saw it either in like the 50s or the 60s. I, don't, I should have a better. I think he was probably born in the 60s. Okay, so the 60s, which was like a big time for UFOs. It was like a big boom in that that, yeah. like, that time period for America. So he's like right in the sweet <laughs> spot. Yeah. I thought you were laughing for a second. I was like, what? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, no, I feel like there was a whole, like, I was saying, thinking, like, I wonder, like, how much of that was people just, like, kind of capitalizing on the trend kind of thing. You know, I, I was got, I got a little naive for a second there. No, no, yeah, no, there definitely was a lot of that. The same thing happened yeah. when, I don't know what year, but, like, after E.T. came out, there was, like, a big UFO boom. So yeah. that definitely happens. I, I'm not sure. I wonder when Project Blue Book was started because that definitely, like, made an impact i think the project blue book was like the 50s to the 60s that's when like okay the country started trying to legitimize ufos through this we can get into it according to the article types of ufo the cigar-shaped ufo by angela tempest of weird headlines sightings of the cigar-shaped ufo have a number of elements in common obviously the shape itself is is the biggest factor these crafts are usually said to have a very bright, silvery, metallic look to them. Sometimes they're white and resemble an airplane without wings or a missile. Sometimes they're said to have a glow to them and only f- fly in the direction of the long axis. 
Larger versions are said to have a foggy haze to them or sometimes have bands or stripes of color. Close sightings also add that these crafts sometimes have portholes or windows on them, occasionally with light emitting from them. Whoa. Yeah. What would you do? I know this, I know this is a podcast, but did it look like that? <laughs> no, that's, that's like the classic UFO shape. Where is that, Jake? This is in Delaware. You didn't tell me you saw an actual UFO. It's a, it's a home built like a UFO. That's really cool. And my, my caption was, guys, it's been fun, <laughs> but I have to go home. Um, We're going to have yeah. to plug your Instagram at the end of the show so people can oh, go find this picture. Yes. <laughs> Only from like five years ago. But <laughs> yeah, um, you guys can start digging through his Instagram, find the please. alien picture. <laughs> yeah, it's a, no, there's the actually the way I found out about this home is like there was a Netflix documentary about like weird homes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like this first second one in was this home in Delaware. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, where is it? And it was like literally on the way to the trailer that my family has in Delaware. So it was like just one right turn and it's right there. That's awesome. That's so yeah. fun. Stuff like that is like really great to be able to just like stop by and like hang out and yeah. Goof off. It's, a, it's somebody's actual home. <laughs> so maybe so don't weird. go and hang out. Yeah, like they had trash cans and they were full, and I'm like, ah, I'm <laughs> ruining the illusion. <laughs> yeah, I like doing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I just see them watching like Honey Boo Boo on the inside. I'm like, uh, should I knock? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so funny. <laughs> it's a very dated reference. I don't think Honey Boo Boo's been on TV or it's even offered streaming wise. So <laughs> I don't know where I've been. I've been with aliens. I definitely see reruns on TikTok. So that's probably. Do you? Yeah, yeah, I feel like all those, T it was TLC, right? All those yeah. TLC shows are now just chopped up and put on TikTok in three-minute increments. And I'm a mm -hmm. sucker that just clicks through them for hours. Like, oh, I just need to see the end of this. You know that's, yeah, I. that's better than, I'd literally watch paint dry. Like, I always watch people just power wash stuff and just, <laughs> and just watch people just paint a wall. Amazing. And I'm like, this is the best. Yeah, so relaxing. That would be a channel. I, if that was a channel... Oh my God, 24 hours of people just like just paint drying. painting a room slightly sped up. So, like, yeah, you know, like you see them paint the wall in like 30 seconds. You're like, oh, yeah, that's a good wall. Yeah, I love and that. And then you just cut to another one of that, somebody else <laughs> painting it. And you're like, oh my God. And then maybe somebody sanding a floor. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> have, you, is, have you ever <laughs> seen the ones of the rug the cleaning? channel? Um, I haven't. I like but, those. Um, they they sound great. They're really good. Yeah. Yeah. We bought a steam cleaner and seeing the difference, like, you know what I mean? Like from like sure. one side to the it's it's oh my god. Astounding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> According to figures from Project Blue Book, which was a study of UFOs, aliens done and aliens done by the United States Air Force that took place from 1952 to 1969. For cases reported between 1947 and 1952, only 5.2% of UFOs were cigar-shaped or rocket-style, as they called them. Further to this, NICAP summary took this period from 1942 to 1963 and said that 8.3% of UFO sightings were, of, were a cigar-shaped craft. Um, so the first sighting of, cigar, of a cigar-shaped UFO is believed to have been in Fukuoka, Japan in 1948. At this time, an F-61 Black Widow night fighter crew on patrol over Japan picked up a UFO target on radar moving at about 200 miles per hour. The crew, Whoa. Yeah. 
The crew made six attempts to close in on the object, and each time it rapidly accelerated to about 1,200 miles per hour, leaving the in interceptor behind. On one pass, the crew saw the silhouette of an object shaped like a rifle bullet and apparently was 20 to 30 feet long. This case has the number 218 in USAF's Project Blue Book and is listed as an unknown flying object. Awesome. Cool, right? Yeah, that's so cool. The first one. It makes me think, though, like if it's accelerating at 200 miles per hour, like that could be like another species, like an alien species, like, like oh, let's just get away from them, blah, blah, blah. Or what if it's time traveler? <gasps> you know, what if these aliens the whole time, people are like, oh, my God, like, because I think aliens can probably figure out a way to get here and you know what i mean like i love that idea i always so think like what yeah yeah i think all aliens are just us <laughs> effing up um, and accidentally going back in time and being like oh god dang it <laughs> yeah like wait what was that like you know and then it's like coming back real quick for like you know some kind of historical significant thing and then like returning i always think about how exciting it would be to see like like the Air Force be like, we release this new and you see it and you're like, that's the UFO I saw. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, it was yep. time travel. That's it right there. I've seen yeah, that before. It has to be. Here's why it has to be humans doing like time travel. Because otherwise, how would the aliens know to make it cigar shape? <laughs> Great point, Jake. Yes. Yeah. How did they know we love cigars is the question yeah. <laughs> that they would appeal to fellow airmen. Yes. The only thing they could have done better is maybe make it boobed shaped. That would have been helpful. <laughs> yeah, <our> that would, <laughs> they would have, um, yeah. Talk about getting <laughs> shot down. Yeah. yeah right. They, yeah. The UFO would be doing all the shooting down. <laughs> hey, you, they just send like a, like a binary message. You come around here often and they're <laughs> Not today, buddy. I'm in I a have relationship. a boyfriend, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. funny. Okay, you, you read it, you said it like an alien too. Yeah. I have a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. That's just how I say it to men all the time. That's how I have a boyfriend. And they're like, all right, good for yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take me to your bed, bath, and beyond. I don't, I don't, know. I don't know where I was going with that one, but. Yeah. Okay. So I have one more story for you and then we can wrap it up. Cause it's been a minute. We've been here for a while. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. No, you're good. So that's the first UFO sighting, but what's the most recent? Well, according to the article, cigar shaped UFO spotted over Tijuana, Mexico from the website, mystery sightings on June 3rd of 2021, a dark colored cigar shaped UFO was seen in broad daylight as it hovered in the sky over Tijuana, Mexico. A Mexican citizen living on the outskirts of Tijuana reported this incredible sighting to the prestigious MUFON Center, which stands for Mutual UFO Network. According to the witness, the mysterious object remained motionless in the sky for a long time and was very high, then disappeared into thin air. Some researchers claim that this object is nothing more than, the, than a Goodyear balloon. However, when looking at the video, we can see that there's no cabin, as there should be in an airship balloon, nor are there rudders and rear elevators. Whoa. Yeah, man. Isn't that so you're crazy? Saying, you're saying there's a video of this one? Yeah, they took video of it. Oh, you go my to God. Mystery, mystery sightings. Yeah. Tijuana, Mexico. That's where I would, you know, if I was an alien, that's where I'd go. If you wanted to have a cigar? <laughs> right? 
Yeah. There's just aliens I mean, out there that are obsessed with cigars, and that's why they, they shape their UFOs like that. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm at a loss for words here because I'm... I think it's I think it's real. I I, th- <laughs> I think it's real, and I think. Welcome you know, to real chills, Jake. This is what happens when you come on. You start believing things. <laughs> great. I am not going to sleep, and I'm buying a telescope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so when I looked up cigar-shaped UFO sightings, there's so many. That's why I did the oldest and the newest because, like, normally I would just take like the most like like the coolest story, but there were so many to try to get through that. I was like, all right, I need to find so a way. The, the consensus, the consensus is that it's cigar shaped. This type of UFO. Yeah. Like okay. it's long and skinny. My God, there's so many, there's so many of these. I'm looking at it now. Yeah. Wow. I don't see the Tijuana one, but I see so like, I see one from like last June in Colorado. Yeah. But I mean, like, like you said, how many of these are just like our military working on something? Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. I actually, I was listening to last podcast on the left and I think they said something like it might've been them or it might've been, I listened to a lot of different podcasts. They said that sure. maybe the government is making intentionally UFO shaped whatever's that they're working on to confuse the public. Right. So there's a bunch of claims of a cigar-shaped UFO. That's so now they're wise. just that's what they're doing. So that when yeah. people do see it, they're like, "Oh, that's an alien," instead of "That's our government doing something they shouldn't." <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I could see that. Yeah, like when you said it was just hovering there, like that. Like I didn't realize like drones can do that. Yeah, like any drone can just sit there and observe, right, for as long as it likes. Until it gets hungry, and then it goes after our children. And <laughs> I don't know. But can um, uh, drones disappear in from thin air? No, but I mean, <laughs> they they could t- possibly like I mean, on a low end commercial one, they could take off pretty fast. Yeah. So faster like than like your eyesight, you think? Ex- um, I mean, if you have bad eyes, maybe like if they hit that like up button and just goes higher or just like drops like 10 feet, like, you know what I mean? Like if it like loses, like the connection just drops 10 feet real quick and then they could catch it and move it. You might still be looking at that one spot and sure. to you it vanished. But I feel like that's like, so, okay. So maybe we can discount what 10% yeah. to that. Right. Or say that even 90%. Is that, do you think that can really account for a hundred percent of these cases, a drone moving so fast that everyone no. who's, who's witnessing it? Yeah. There's some unexplained in there for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it's Bigfoot. <laughs> Don't even get me started on Bigfoot because I, I didn't believe in Bigfoot for a while. And now I have some crazy theory, not crazy, just in, I guess, intense theories about what Bigfoot could be. I think it's all just a, a ploy for manscaped <laughs> and beef jerky. Yeah. <laughs> He's an interdimensional being, Jake. Oh God, that's your theory. You can't judge on this podcast. It's the rules. No, 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 no I'm not judging. Sorry. I but I did say, oh God. Oh yeah, God. Yeah, you were judging. Theory. It's fine. I know how it sounds, but it's the only logical. Like he's Sonic? No, um, I don't know enough about Sonic. I'll have to do some well, I just know the movie. He, th- he throws a ring and then goes through it, and then he's like somewhere sort else. Sort of, yeah. Like there's yeah. like port, like 
there's like thin yeah. places where like time isn't linear yeah and he can just slip through those portals i i don't know enough about bigfoot to figure this out that is a but, very mature thing for you to say <laughs> thank, thank you, you for not shitting on bigfoot on my podcast because yeah. no i think bigfoot is awesome i mean me and james love bigfoot that's that's our, really? that's our guy yeah that's awesome yeah, we watch Harry and the Hendersons like oh, at least twice a week. That's so. so cute. I used to watch that with my parents back in the day. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. So I think that's our show. Thank you for being on. I had so much fun talking about all this stuff. The pixies. Was I scary enough? Yeah, of course. You were terrified. The, the covers thing is so scary and so intentional. That's definitely the thing that like, I was like, oh, God, going to have to yeah. think about that. Yeah. Like it never happened in any other room. Yeah. 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 Terrifying. I don't know how you're still in the house, but good thing Shell's there. That's all I have to say. That's right. My protector. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cool. So uh, is there anywhere people can see you or is there anything you want them to follow or find you online? You can find me at Jake Matera. Um, That's spelled J-A-K-E. M A T T E R A. I'll say it slower now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like okay. Um, yeah, Twitter, Instagram. I, you know, I try to do TikTok from time to time. You can catch me and, in yeah. moments of weakness. <laughs> sure. YouTube, I'd like. You know, that'd be awesome. I'm just like giving it's you all, a Christmas. It's Jake Matera on all of these platforms. On everything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, check out his album, A Soft One, since he's oh, not yeah. mentioning that. But it's I'm sorry. on Amazon, iTunes, and the special is on YouTube. So definitely give it a listen. It's super duper funny. And um, thanks, thanks Meg. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show. I had a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. And your album is great too. One last <laughs> rad thing. Yeah. Listen to my album. <laughs> everywhere. And listen to Eric Terrell, too. Yeah, of course. And listen to the Stand Up Guys podcast. Oh, yeah. Listen to Stand Up Guys podcast. Yeah, I, en- I really enjoy one. it. Yeah. We have fun. Find us at the places you get podcasts and subscribe. Visit our website at realchillspodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at realchillspodcast. Do you know someone who should be on Real Chills? Go to realchillspodcast.com slash submit and tell us more. Special thanks to Valerie Jamea McShane. Artwork by Libby Rundell. Music by Sam Williamson. Real Chills Podcast is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Draskowski. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.